place. Oh, oh, you the quickie, the quickie of this here. One platinum plaque, I won't flop, bitch, in here. here. <laughs> I took two bars off just to laugh. You see, silly rabbit, to be the queen of rap, you gotta sell records, you gotta get plaques. S. Like the S on my chest. Now set your dumb ass down. You got an F on your test. Don't ever get fail. I'll play with me. That's on the set. You tried it on the race trim at record. You tried it on your little freestyle. They was both duds. Just like every other one was dud. Just like this last one was a dud. But what you're not gonna do is keep subbing me. Pun. I sent a fnick up headshot. Dead shit. Will not lose. Yo, this your boy Chris J on the mic. You listen to another episode of No Chill on the Podcast. This is episode six. I'm glad you guys still listening, supporting. Much love. Once again, I got Kenny G. She's back from the half episode break. <laughs> Bet you deal without me. What's up, y'all? Yeah, I know I had to do it without her, but the guy, the day ones wanted to do it with me. But I feel like I was well represented. Shout out to Trail Sad. That's my man's. And like I told y'all on the previous episode that I was going to have another guest. And now I'm starting to do the little guest thug dizzle. So this time around, I got Kenny. Wait, let me introduce you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) This is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. This is Soul Sister number two, because I'm number one. Cool, cool. You could have said Queen Sidu, though. Could have rolled out the red carpet. <laughs> I mean, I could have like said a bunch of stuff, but um, introduce yourself. All right, what's up, everybody? I am happy to be here today speaking to these two individuals. It's been a long time coming, so I'm glad I'm in on this. You all can call me Queen Sadu. I'll go by that name. <laughs> oh, I'm here with my significant. <laughs> I'm here with Eugene. He's sitting right here next to me. What's up, Eugene? What's up? What up? All right, man. That's Eugene, y'all. I think he's going to be the soft smoking. For now, Lord knows what's going to happen. But a lot has happened, y'all. And within a week's time, a lot has happened. And just off yesterday alone, over the past 48 hours, we have had a new rap beef, y'all. A new one is legit. And it seems like it's going to be, has lots of potential. We got Remy Ma versus Nicki Minaj, which has been teased for years now. Almost, years. Almost two years. I know. So, and we finally getting it. It's going to be lit. It started off with, well, a while ago, uh, Remy started throwing shots at, right off some song with some Jamaican new dude on there. And I was like, okay, those shots are legit. She's coming out of her soul. And then Nicki was like, okay, I'm about to get hard. I got Gucci on the track with me. And was like, and started throwing her shots. You heard them in the beginning. That, I, those were like the best bars I could find on the song. So that's why I picked that. And then with Remy, I could have picked anything, but I just feel like the end was a perfect reply to what happened to the end of that song. So, like, bam. Anybody who wants to go first to talk about Remy versus Nicki? I mean, it's a lot to say. Kenny, I'll let you go first, though. But I've been waiting for this for a minute. This one will be. <laughs> so I'm excited, you know. <laughs> well, I'll be short and quick then. So 
I listened to Remy's this first, which I feel like was a disservice to Nikki. I should have listened to Nikki's first, because after you listen to Remy's and then you go and listen to Nikki's, you're just like, dang, Nikki, that's <laughs> that's that's trash. But I had to listen to Sheether. I want to say like three times. The first time I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is really bars. And so then I went and listened to Nicki Ruin Gucci's song. Um, I thought that was Nicki's song. No, it's Gucci's song. It's it's like a single for his album that's coming up. You're going to regret that. Yeah, so I had to listen to Nicki Ruin Gucci's song. And then I went back and listened to She There Again. And I was just like, dang, Remy wasn't playing <laughs> Like, like, cause I watched her on her Breakfast Club interview, and she was like, "Look, when I diss her, y'all gonna know because I'm gonna say her name." And she did not lie about that at all. From the very beginning, we, from the cover art to the opening lines, like it was no confusion who it was about. And Remy went for Nikki's soul. She killed it. Like she killed her. I was just like, oh, okay, this is what I like. And the Nikki, did somebody tell me about another song Nikki did, Swallow, or something? Nobody cares because it was trash. Yeah, it was just like two bars, and I was just like, okay, this trash too. And I just was like, well, Nikki, it's over. Give it up. You <laughs> but that's that's all I gotta say about it. I was just like, damn, Remy, that's what I'm talking about. Go for her, so because when I come for people, I'm coming, Remy, my style. Exactly, and you should. There's no way around that. Absolutely. I feel like I feel like with Nikki, with that whole beef, like I said before, I've been waiting for this to transpire for a while now. And when she got out of jail, the first thing I thought about was, I wasn't thinking about an album. I wanted her to come at Nikki. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, just tired of hearing Nikki. You know, she's an entertainer. I don't really see her as a rap artist. She just entertains the people and get her checks. Remy, she can do both, you know? So, mm-hmm. I just feel like she deserves that respect. So, when I listen to Ether, Sheether, should I say, but on that beat, though, I feel like what I what I read, I had a lot of people like come and edit like you know, she didn't do a good job because she went on the beat that was already murdered by Nas. I mean, she made it her own. But people do all the time. What's that? People get on freaking ether all the time to uh, diss people. Absolutely. So I think people are tired of hearing that though. So I was talking to my guy about it, and he was saying, you know, I agree. I would have liked to hear her go off her own beat. I mean, what she said, you can't you can't deny that she came hard. The fact that she went on Ether, though, and we used to hearing that, it's like, okay, you know, I don't want to hear that beat, but the words she said, I mean, you can't deny that. She came in Nikki hard. She deserved it, though. And then the fact that Nikki, like, Kenny, you said she wasn't coming back, but I guess I don't keep up with Nikki that often to know that she has bars like that. I didn't know she had any type of, like, any type of bars that were laid towards me. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of subliminals. Okay. Um, but it's nothing, <laughs> nothing like, hey, 
talking to you. I mean, to me, this is Eugene speaking in the background. Fact that uh, everything Remy Ma said was a fact. It wasn't fiction. It was kind of like how in the Jay Z Nas battle, Jay Z spoke facts, numbers, things that you can't argue against. Like she brought out the whole child molestation case on her brother. That's a, that's a real low blow when you think about it because it's just like that's a punch in the gut. Like you bring up a real issue that happened within her family. Talk about numbers, how she's independent, how Nikki got to go through five different people before she can touch her money. Like, this is things that you can't argue. The only thing Nikki can do is try her best to come back and and try to make fun of her, but I don't see how you can make fun of her unless you get dirt. So shout out to Nick Mill for spilling the tea. Facts. Like, really, that's the main thing I got out of it was like, yo, Remy was spitting facts, even like the subliminal facts of like who Nikki slept with. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much just proper knowledge that she had slept with. Probably she definitely slept with Gucci. Gucci slept with dang near ninety percent oh. of the women in the industry. In the urban contemporary music genre, Gucci's probably slept with every single woman in in a genre, unless they just unless they're little children or something like that. Because Gucci don't get down that way. Mm-hmm. But he's but Gu- she smashed Gucci. It's known fact that she Wayne probably smashed too, because Wayne is just dirty as hell, and he just do what the hell he want. And Drake is still probably, like I said, it's debatable, but it's debatable. And the Trey Songz one was just funny, and then she uh, low key gave it away that Trey probably did smash because the way she reacted on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The whole Twitter reaction was just like, oh yeah, yep, Trey did smash. Sorry, Tori, uh, if we uh, offended you by that, but uh, it probably did happen. <laughs> But you will forgive us. Love you. But at the end of the day, though, it was just like, like Eugene said, it was none but facts with mm-hmm. bars mixed in there. Like, she came to fight. She came to, like, I want be even with the, like, even I felt the going after her brother was, like, a low blow. Like, I was sitting at work, like, before uh, work started listening to it. So I'm like, oh, man, Remy dropped the disc. Like, it's lit. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm, I'm just at the break table just chilling, like. Yo, why did she like she killed her soul? But like when she brought up that part, I like I had to turn it off for a second. I was like, yo, but I get what Remy's trying to do. She's trying so hard to get Nikki to respond, which is like what, which is like the smartest thing you could do. Like you want her to respond. You want to bring the best out of Nikki because you don't want this to turn to Drake versus Meek Mill again, where it's one sided. Like right now, Remy is winning no matter what. Like and and this and speaking of which, this is where I'm about to go on a little tangent of. Jackasses bringing up, yeah, I'm gonna have to use my sensor button, but jackasses that freaking talking about numbers and all God. that. F, what does numbers got to do with it? It has nothing to do with it. And the same people who bring up numbers are the same people who ask Chris J on Facebook all the time, yo, send me that link. <laughs> are the same people. And I, if y'all want to argue with me, I will show screenshots. <laughs> I will show screenshots. I have, I, everything's in my Google Drive. I'm upset that because I don't need the feds on my ass. But like I said, people ask me for links for music and all of that, and don't say you stream music neither because those don't count for sales because it's only like two. It's barely a uh, one fourth of a sale if you listen to a whole album. So unless you listen to it daily, you're not helping nobody at the end of the day. 
So you kiss my ass. Those okay. Yeah, I'm keeping the G because I'm really fed up. Because okay. people really blowing me. And then bringing up net worth. That has nothing to do with it also. Because at the same time, Nikki has pretty much more, uh, has a lot of stuff going for herself that outside of music. Right. That's what you got to do to support yourself outside of music. Especially nowadays because nobody buys CDs besides white people. And I'm, oh, and this is another thing. White people are the ones who freaking buy her music. Y'all, they the ones going to the tour. Exactly. When she made that switch over to a pop, a pop artist, that's when it just began. I feel like white people just said, okay, all right. I'll spend my money on this album, you know. I feel like that's what happened. It was a smart move. It's nothing to hate on. That was a smart move. But when she switched up her rap flow from trying to be a, a street battle rapper, whatever she wanted to be in the beginning, and she started getting more pop, I felt a lot of different, I'm going to say, Diverse crowd. I'm not going to just say white people. Diverse crowds started liking her more. Because a lot of black people was rocking with her when she first came out. Yes. We was all rapping Itty Bitty Piggy in uh, high school. That's why every girl in high school knew that song verbatim. I still know it word for word. Like, come on. <laughs> then all of a sudden I was like, Nikki, what's going on? Then she lost me. Yeah, because then she was like, yo, Safari, write all my bars. Which is another fact that Remy Spot uh, uh, spit. She has ghostwriters. It's a known fact that Safari wrote all her all her hits. He wrote the monster verse. He wrote all her hits. This is a known fact. He wrote Anaconda. He, he just stopped writing after uh, Meek said, yo, get out the picture. He like, okay, I'm going to love and hip hop. Collect this check. Mm-hmm. Right. So- exactly. Exactly. And she's if you notice, musically, been struggling. She hasn't really had anything worth mentioning at all. So, if you don't have the right people behind you for giving you the right paper to spit in front of a microphone, then what are you going to do? So, why do you think her major play now is to drop me? Because he kind of put in a bad spot, and you hook up, guess what, who? Lil Wayne and Drake. Because they're going to try and put your rapping back together for you. Because <laughs> no, Safari's back in the picture. Kenny had the inside of teeth from, uh, from Jeremiah uh, when she was getting her hair done. So, want to spit that truth? Oh, yeah. When I was um, getting my hair done, I want to say like a month ago, I'm just, you know, in there relaxing. And then my beautician was like, um, you know who Jeremiah the singer is? I'm like, yeah, of course. She like, that's him over there sitting in the chair. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my petition, by the way. Then, like, she was like, I'm going to turn you real slow, but don't be obvious. Now, I already don't have my glasses on, so I'm like, okay, I got to squint. So, <laughs> so she turned me real slow, and then I, like, eased my eye over. I'm like, dang, that is him. And so this one guy that was with him, he was just like, yeah, so what you think about Nikki and Meek breakup? And he was just like, well, Nikki about to go back to dropping fire because her and, um, what they call him, Scaff B? Safari, this name is Safari. <laughs> they call him Scaff B. Um, he was like, yeah, they back in the studio, and I was just in the studio with them. And I was just like, oh, okay, finally. So That may be why he didn't have much to say about it, because they're trying to get a reaction out of him as well. barbershop, though. Right. They played there. He had that smirk on his face. Like, when he heard his name, he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, clock. Yeah. <laughs> that video, and there was another video of him in a club, and they was playing the, the banger in the club, Sheether. And he just covered his mouth and was like, smile. Like, he wanted to laugh so bad, but he didn't. 
Well, he's trying to contain. It makes sense. It makes sense. He's, a, he's petty and all of that. And sad thing is, like, I don't like. Now he's got to write a diss track for her when he, his soul purpose was like, okay, I got to get Nikki to drop fire for the streets again. Mm-hmm. Like he got to get back at that mall. I got to get get back to writing street for Nikki. Drake got to get back to writing them love songs for Nikki and all of that. And Wayne just gonna drop the pop stuff for her and all of whatever Wayne does and all of that. Exactly. So, yeah. So at the end of the day. I hope Nikki comes harder next time. She has no choice. I heard Remy has another diss track ready. Like, I, I forgot, uh, I saw artwork on Twitter like a couple hours ago. Okay. Remy's ready. She had, She's ready. She's been waiting for this. Like, it was like as if Drake went back to back. It just came. It was like, oh, Drake was ready for this. He was ready. Shout out to Messy Meek for telling Remy all the tea about Nikki. Oh. Like that's Shut why that's months. why everybody gotta be careful who you choose to have relations with because mm-hmm. I wish one of my exes would spill some tea to some outer party about something that happened between us. Like come on man, let <laughs> like I'm like what when I heard that bar I had to like go back like wait a minute, Meek really told her that? Wait like, three months because her butt was soft. <laughs> <laughs> man the game tried to warn us that Meek was a wreck you know so I mean it's carrying all with him and I feel like he's just carrying that little wreck title with him man, <laughs> when you take as many L's as you've taken in one entire year this is the only win he got because people happy Remy did that mm-hmm. so this is a win for himself like I did that <laughs> I told everything like yeah I got it now <laughs> hey, he had to find a way for that W. You can't shame the man for trying to get a W. Is it an L because he snitched? Yeah, because he's. But at the same time, he still take a shot. But he's like, hey, that's nothing. I'm about to come back real soon and all that with something. He has no choice. This is just for me. This is exciting for hip hop. Same. Like you know, a lot of the foundation of hip hop is rap beef. In battles. battles. So for me, as a hip hop and a rap fan, this is just very exciting. So I hopefully, you know, Nikki actually is like, okay, let me actually put some bars out here. Go back to the 07 Nikki. Hopefully. Hopefully. Key word is hopefully because if not, it's just going to be Meek uh, versus Drake all over again. It's just set this time. Nikki's in uh, Meek's position, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, she's not gonna be harmed by it. Like she's still gonna get her money. Right, she's still yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be great album promo for her. Uh, she's gonna probably call it the underdog or the under Barbie <laughs> or something like that, trying to come up from the start from the bottom, come top crap. I'm like, look, who cares? Took the L. You did have that diamond chicken wing, looking like a dang goofy. <laughs> when I found that picture, I was in tears because I was like, whoa, that's legit. <laughs> Spit. Then I then I met people in the industry. I heard about people telling the truth. She had mm-hmm. ghostwriters. Now I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. 
Drake wrote your stuff, Sapphire wrote your stuff, everybody wrote your stuff. And it sound like a little, uh, my little niece was writing her stuff the past year. <laughs> They hire me. I can write some bonds for you know. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Right. You live in the city. 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 She on top. What's gonna happen? It won't come for you. Mm-hmm. You gotta be like Drake. Drake when when Drake when Drake was getting bullied by everybody, Drake was everybody was like when Drake gonna respond, when Drake gonna respond. When it happened with Meek, Meek was the final straw. Drake started coming at everybody. Mm-hmm. And Mubs was like, oh man, Drake, no. He look, if you the best, Jay-Z prophesied this on light up to Drake. He prophesied over his whole career and number of facts were spew, uh, spewed. When you're at the top, people gonna come for you. Mm-hmm. And Drake was like, okay, cool, come for me. I'm coming for you back. And look, I got no more respect for Drake. Whether he, whether he has writers or not, well, he do. But, well, he don't write his stuff anymore like he used to. But still, at the end of the day, I still got respect Drake for coming at people exactly. hard because he ain't no punk. He is a punk, but at the same time, he's a petty punk <laughs> and all of that. So, I gotta respect Drake at the end of the day because of it. And this is Nikki's test to do the same. Like, if you are on top of the game, people's gonna come for you. It's like Beyonce. Well, she has a fans to take people out. But when Keisha Cole got smart with her, Beyonce came out with Bow Down. And I was like, look, look, I am Queen B. That's right. And man, I will be respected stand. as such. You better stand, I'm not standing. Babe, go. I'm just speaking go. like facts oh. right now. But. I'm just keeping it like it is. Like, Beyonce came with Bow Down. She told Keisha Cole while she was at Walmart to bow down. <laughs> Carrie Hilson while she was bowing down before Sergi Baca to bow down. And everybody else to bow down and such. And you better answer accordingly, or the beehive will just summon upon you and ruin your life. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're at the top. You just gotta, you gotta be ready for people to come at you. That's life. Exactly. If you can't handle it, then you shouldn't be in your position. Anybody else got any statement before we move on to a very funny classical moment in black history of uh, month? Man, she just better, better have somebody write a super ugly response. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's, man, Remy can go. And <laughs> man, if she can't come back correct, it's, it's a done deal. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> Beautiful. One thing I will say though is if if and when Nikki comes back at Remy, if she brings up like Remy's um miscarriage, I will lose our respect for Nikki. Well yeah. I will say it's fair game because she did mention her brother. Not in right. a sense but no, because this is what I see in rap. This how, in rap is like when as personal like when Remy went personal. You kind of get, like, I, I get what you're saying, you will lose respect, and that is, like, petty. I would probably beat the daylights out of, like, she, like, we may end up going back to jail if it is brought up. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but it's like, you kind of gave Nikki that reason, like, okay, I'm going to fire that shot. You think? It's a green light. Yeah, you kind of get, that's just, like, literally, that's just how I see it. Like, if you go that level of petty mm-hmm. and bring up my brother who likes touching little girls who's a piece of trash his damn self, then you give me the right to talk about, Okay, you had your uterus didn't work. Man, 
I, that's why that's a different level of personal, you know. That's what I feel, from too. One standpoint, that's a different, like, Nikki didn't do that. Her brother did that. And that's something that she couldn't, I mean, she could control. But at the same time, Remy and that whole like, medical situation with her, that's that's enough personal. Like, after that, I think the bar can be put to the side and then hands can be put up, you know. like Absolutely. That's what happens if you get that deep, you know. If it gets there, it will be lit because Remy's going back to jail then. Ruby's <laughs> 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 going back to jail for beating daylights out of Nikki. And then, like, and then Papoose is back to writing alphabet bars. Man. back. Papoose will be back. All right, but moving on, though, let's uh, talk about, uh, since we still on top of the music, the legend known as Future uh. Hendrix, <laughs> a.k.a. Future Ruffin, a.k.a. Future Z. My man's future, Z. yeah, because future Jay Z fusion. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, is that you oh, get it? That's a yeah. stretch, but I. Hey, that's what he is to me. <laughs> okay, well, okay. drop two hot albums in less than two weeks. Definitely did. Oh, 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 oh! I'm shocked. You go first. Go ahead and give me your opinion. <laughs> so the thing about that is, when you first mentioned future to me, I'm like. No, let's go back when I was into designer and thought it was future. And <laughs> Kenny had to straighten me out before I met you. It was like, you know, you know about designer, I mean, that you know about future, right? I just felt like with future and these last two albums, I take my hat off to him. He has a different type of respect for me now. It's not that I didn't respect him before, but you know, after a while, you started hearing the same type of music because a lot of people were trying to mimic him. So when you start hearing that over and over, it's like, okay, whatever. Turn the radio off or turn something else. These last two albums, is like he kind of took what he created or what he brought to the table back from every artist that tries to be like him. And it's deep, it goes deeper than that. But when you first mentioned Future these albums to me, I was like, you know what? Let me go check them out. I literally have to search them on Spotify. And I was I was pleased. I was I was pleased. I will have to say I like the Hendrix album better than the Future album. Like I personally like both of my great albums because it's like like so I've been a Future fan. I've been a member of Free Bap, uh, Free Bands Baptist Church for about <laughs> I want to say four years now, and I've been it's been a great portion of my life like shout out to the Pluto albums for making me a fan and then going back listening Deeper Than the Ocean which is still like one of the most beautiful songs ever by Future and then Chosen One changed my life so many Future songs changed my life so I've been a member of the Free Bands Baptist Church for a real long time been giving ties and all (laughs) but anyway so like one thing I can say about last year about Future was at that point it was like two it was too many, it was too much future and like with purple rain and evil dropped i was like okay mm-hmm. i have to go to like those because like even like i'm like okay these are not what this is not doing that this is not monster this is not uh 56 nights this ain't ds2 it's not beast mode and all of that so i was like okay it's not that and it's not it wasn't even like his older stuff like uh free band uh FBG the movie mm-hmm. a couple other stuff so I'm like yo okay this is not even on par with that like they're good but it's like you don't sound motivated so I was like okay he needs to just take a break 
And then he, then Kanye said, okay, screw, I'm give y'all designer, which pissed me off because I'm like, no, you, uh, no. And that was, and, but on your point about like how people just bite future, future was so evident to the point where everybody had to steal his style. Like, I'm not surprised. That's just what happens. That's just how the game is. Like, if you, whoever's the biggest, they gonna bite that person to the T. Like, with half the half the rap game raps like the Migos still. They have the Migos flow, whether people want to admit it or not, or uh, or the Bibby and Herb flow of Chicago that people still don't want to give them credit for. They rap just like them, and they deserve their credit. But anyway, that's another story itself. But when I heard Future's dropping these new, uh, uh, the first one, Future, self-titled one. I was like, okay, man, the future, future's blessing me for my birthday, so he got to go hard. He got to go hard for the culture. So when it leaked, I think, what was the day before my birthday, I was like, this is an early birthday gift from being a frequent attendee of Free Band Baptist Church. Yeah. <laughs> I had to listen to it over and over. It was my birthday weekend. Birthday. Sure. I had to but, so, like, when I first heard it, I was like, yo, like when I heard Ritman, I was like, "Oh, okay, uh-huh. this is fire." And then the next song, I was like, "Okay." And then Draco came on. I jigged on the whole bus ride. Mm-hmm. The bus ride, I jigged and had to put that back on repeat. And after that, like, it was, like overall, future was really good. It was like really, really good from top to bottom. The middle was like kind of died down a little bit in the middle, but that's every. But it was it was still good. Like when I hear it on hear those songs on shuffle, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Which is like I feel like I'm one of the few people who do that. Like after I hear it like three times, I want to shuffle it, see so that way I can feel something for the middle song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then when I heard like the end though, when it got to I'm so groovy, fire, I heard popping tags before. I was like really decent. I was like, okay, it really didn't give me hype for the album. But I was like, okay, this is decent. And then when I heard when I was broken, Fez did a sweep. Oh I yeah. Cried. <laughs> Thug tears shed. <laughs> I think I was heading to work that day. Yeah, I was heading to work that day. And when I heard those, I was like, I got to put up the greatest numbers I ever had to in Adidas history because Future has given me the power to understand that I got to make this money, make these bands for Adidas Corporation. Changed my life. But yeah, I, but yeah, I did play it all my birthday weekend and Kenny's kind of fed up with that album, so I had to give it a chill. I wouldn't say I'm fed up of the album. I was just like, okay, babe, how many more times are we going to listen to this? Cause every time we get in the car, cause I mean we did a lot of we did a lot of, did a lot of driving your birthday weekend that whole four days. So I'm just like, okay, babe, how many more times am I going here? This album, it'll end, it'll be like it'll go in order, and then it'll end, and then he'll shuffle it, and then it'll end, and then he'll go in order, and then <laughs> so I'm like, okay, and I'll babe. play it from bottom to top. <laughs> Yeah, that's, so. that's, that's, that says a lot about you as a supporter of his though because my whole outlook on the two different albums when I first heard Future it gave me that feeling of like underground music I was just telling my guy this other day like I feel like that was underground even though it was an album and you put it out there like that I mean the, the way that the album was produced point blank period and I mean y'all may not know but I used to rap so, when I hear at the Meadows, you know, I'm instantly like, you know, this shit going hard. I'm not even really listening to what he's saying. 
So I answered like, okay, I got to put this in the coop. Let's see how this knocking in the coop. Yes. I didn't get a chance to, not yet though, but it took me to the mindset of this is a mixtape. And I think that's why I may be wrong, but I think that's why he named it Future because that's him. He took it back to when he first began with it. And you, Chris, as a supporter, by you saying like he was really feeling it, I think he wasn't feeling it only because I felt like it was a different feel. And I didn't follow him his entire career. But that right there put me in the mindset of the next stage. It went hard in that aspect. So I had to respect it for what I felt it was. Don't believe the hype on those bars by Queen so I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> another segment. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't the basement. <laughs> Don't let that embarrass yourself, y'all. <laughs> he went back. He went back. He said, "Take it." Like, you see my man? You see how that works? You're doing something right. Right. I'm spitting the truth like Remy on that one. <laughs> facts. <laughs> uh, Alternative facts. <laughs> uh, but I. I liked Future. I like the album mixtape Future. It's really good. But when I heard Hendrix, like I was at work and then I just saw like a whole bunch of people on Facebook because I was at work at six in the morning, you know, and I just heard, I just saw people like going crazy. So I texted Christian like, I think Future dropped another album. He said, I already know. You already got it. I said, oh. <laughs> so, like, when I left work to run some errands and I just started playing it in the car, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, I, because at first it started playing on shuffle, and I'm like, okay, okay, wait, I got to go back. I got to listen to it in order. Mm-hmm. And it is just amazing. Like, I was like, okay, I'm vibing to this. Like, this, I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And I text Christian, like, are you listening? He said, my life is already changed. <laughs> Every future album has changed my life for the better. Future has made me a better person. I'm almost a buried oh man. God, that baby. says a lot. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same. Hendrix, like, Future was really good, but Hendrix, the way you feel, like, I have that on repeat. That's just my life. I'm going to start tuning in to Future a little more often. And that says a lot because I don't really tune in to certain artists or just artists, period. I just love music. I'm a music person. So if it sounds good to me, I'm listening. But this, I feel like I need to tune in a little bit more with Tisha. Because he, he definitely back, or should I say, he sparked my attention. I don't know if he left. <laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't heard the album, so that's shame on me. But. Mm-hmm. I still rock with Dirty Spray too. That's my favorite. Spray is an urban legend and a classic, and it better be respected as such. <laughs> but my personal opinion on Hendrix, like I, at first I was like, okay, this is gonna be more of a pop album from what I was hearing. So I'm like, okay, it scared me for a second because Evil was the pop sounding album. I was like, gee, I hate it. I won't say I hated Evil compared to everything else that you drop. I hated Evil, but it, Evil wasn't that good. So I was like, okay, let me. So I'm like, I'm going into this like, okay, I'm not expecting much out of this, but I'm still hyped for it because it's like it's more future. I mean, I gotta be happy for more future. It's like when when you go to church and it's that guest speaker that you're not really feeling, but at the same time, it's like 
that guest speaker you're really not feeling but you go to church anyway because like you need the lord in your life he's gonna drop something that you need but anyway but going to this i was like okay so when i heard when he came in with my collection when people like when i heard with my collection i was like oh man problematic future you going in on sierra and now let this please be the final time by the way like i know at this point yeah Sierra, you gave Future the best inspiration of music ever. Like, you gave that man the greatest run of his life and music-wise, and you pretty much helped him become the biggest artist that he is today. Just let him see his son. But at the same time, Future, go see your kids your damn self after what you said in that interview. <laughs> but we're not going there. But my collection was so far outside of the problematic Sierra bars. Yeah. Even then, I'm like, dang, when did she date so many rappers? Because I'm not this one with Bow Wow 50 Cent and him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who are these singers? So I'm like, so he he knows what we don't know. Yeah. But same thing. Exactly. Meek could have said, uh, yeah, he could have said she's way out of touch. So that mm-hmm. so that gives some little less problematic issues right there, future wise. <laughs> but anyway, my collection was so dope because I'm like, dang, gee, like. This this gonna be so many like hood dudes theme songs and problematic messy dudes theme song and all that, but it was still a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And then that song Weekend was so like he came. Oh, that, oh yes, oh, I would like for you to mention that song. That's my song right there. That's my my intro. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> like, look, Future makes better music with Weekend than he does with Drake. Mm. I'm a Drake stand. Like I'm a, like even though I'm go hard for Future, I'm a bigger Drake stand. But it's at the end of the day, like, I'm smart enough to admit, like, yo, Future has a better chemistry with Weekend than he does with Drake. And many people scared to admit that, but that's just known truth. He's been working with the wrong Canadian. <laughs> He's been working with the wrong Canadian. And it's cool, though, because Drake has given Future that, uh, like, that new uh, fan base that he, des- he would have needed for what he's doing right now, which is cool for himself. And I respect Drake for doing that. And that's just Drake being who he is. Like, he's looking out for people who you vibing with and elevating their career. But anyway, but that coming out strong was so cold. Like, Weekend floated. Future floated. I shed a tear when I heard that. Mm-hmm. And then looking at Exotic was just beautiful. Damage, I, I felt damage. I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. And then Incredible. No, use me in a... That that needs to be a single, and I want, and I know this is a, a sad person to really. I want to hear a re. Somebody said this on uh, Twitter. Uh, my dude, this dude Marcus Kenny, Kenzie, do check out his music. Twenty one, by the way, real dope album. I'm just giving him a plug. His music is really dope. Twenty one is really dope. He's from Chicago, from the hundreds. But anyway, uh, incredible. I need a Chris Brown remix. No, I, could, I didn't think about that. Chris Brown would float on that. Ah, I didn't think about that. I can see that, yeah. yeah. Like, I could hear Chris Brown just, like, doing his little, uh, little fake little <laughs> okay, runs babe. and all of that. Okay, babe. <laughs> like, I could hear Chris Brown floated on that, but at the same time, I can understand Future wants to limit the features and all of that, and Chris Brown is more focused on being, uh, trying to kill Karochi for whatever reason. Why? Please, bro, chill. He will. Like, you're too talented. And side note, Chris Brown, you are your own biggest enemy, and you're re- you're the reason why that you're not as big as you are now. Cause Chris Brown, man, Chris Brown really is Bobby Beige. Like Charlamagne always has always called Chris Brown Bobby Beige, and mm-hmm. like 
he really that's really who he is and that's so crazy but you know i'm not even gonna start on this chris brown rant because he's trash as a human being he's a trash human being yes artist wise that's literally the most talented dude in the game he's just an idiot but anyway back to future and when i heard fresh air like i was at no like i heard i heard it yesterday at work because i had it playing during the clothes like, I, I floated through the air. <laughs> I was like, yo, man, like, like it was just, like, I didn't even, like, hear it word for word. It was just playing in the background, but I was just floating. But, like, top down, like, this, like, I'm sorry, like, Hendrix, honestly, was better, was better than, I would say, Future, solely because as an up-and-down album. But, like, what Future did with Future, the self-titled album, was, like, mm-hmm. yo, let them know, like, yo, I'm back, up. Right. Yeah. And then with Hendrix was like, look, don't forget, I can sing, I got R&B down, and I give you that pop stuff, and I am the most versatile artist in the game right now. F with me. Test me if you want to. And just so you know, Sierra, I still love you. I'm just broken, but I will get over this one day. Exactly. You know, that's exactly what I would say, Chris. Word for word, verbatim. (laughs) But speaking of hurtness, let's discuss hurt back. Let me just say this: when you sent me, <laughs> when you sent me this video, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it at first. And then one night I was at work, and I was just like, you know what? Let me go ahead and watch this video because you said we're going to discuss it on the podcast. So I'm like, okay. Soon as I like clicked on it and heard that. Sad ass music. I'm like, <laughs> that music was so sad. Okay, and so I'm watching this, and I'm just like, this is some bull. And I'm like, first of all, shout out to Shorty. I don't know how she could be so calm because yeah. if that was <laughs> if that was me, I would have been going off. I would not be sitting in his face. That chair would have been off the ground. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, "What did you do? You did everything." And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I watched it again today before we started the podcast. And I'm just like, I wonder, like, after all of this, like, how the video ended. So, like, they just staring at each other, the music playing, and then a white lady like, "All right, cut, guys, and beautiful." And then, like, what happens? Like, do they just get up slowly? Do they like? And I'm just like, I. This couldn't have been me. Mm-hmm. This could not have been me at all. And then I also, and then it also presented problems that I have with some guys because he chased her down mm-hmm. just to say, you know what? I just wasn't ready for a relationship. And then he had the balls. He had the nerve to say, "Well, why didn't you leave?" Nigga, really? And those are the same guys that when you actually do leave, then they gonna come calling back. Well, you can't give me a chance, man. I'm trying to change Uh-oh. for you. No, I don't want to hit none of that mess. Uh-oh. He got a lot. As soon as he said, as soon as he said that, I said, wait a minute, brother. Wait a minute. Talk about why did it you leave? But because I'm trying to love you, and that's the thing. She was trying to. She was trying. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to start hitting you like that. Oh my goodness. 
I got a little cut up in a moment. And he's just like, well, I wish I wish a nigga would. That, that's why I'm just like, you know what, sis? Shout out to you because I wouldn't have sat through that whole six-minute video. I would have, when she got up, that I would have been done. I would have been like, cut this and boo And And he's just sitting there with his ugly haircut and his smug look on his face. Like, mm, well, I just, I just can't wait to see the woman you grow into. You won't see the woman I grow into. (laughs) (laughs) You won't see the woman that I grow into. You don't deserve to see the woman I grow into. How you going to see, how you going to stalk me down when we younger? See me one day want to carry my groceries and then cheat on me. Get Mm -hmm. the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, my honest opinion on the whole video, I find it comical. Comical, like I like I don't really have sympathy at all for neither party at all because both of them come off as big mug, goofy old mugs. And in the day, in my opinion, because it's like, gee, y'all just look goofy, both of them, especially the girl and the guy. Like both of them, but the girl, like you signed on for this and you just made yourself look stupid. And they gave they she signed d- on for what? She signed up to do the video. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, why would okay. really? You don't nobody knows, but but yeah, she signed on to do the video. She signed on to just literally make herself look like a goofy. He signed on to make herself look like a goofy, which is why he probably look. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna sound emotionalist, like as if he an android or something like that. <laughs> like he's a certified cheater who just whose soul was just took. But like when I watched, it, I was just laughing like. It was just so many comical things. I'm like the questions that she would ask him, the way he responded, like. And then when she she walked off, when she walked off, I was like, and they came back, and he didn't do nothing. I was like, surely, why you signed up for this? Yeah, he was heartless. Like he was a savage. Like and he like you know things started to change when she started going through my phone, nigga. What? Why did she start going through your phone? Because you're a cheating asshole scumbag. That's why. And, oh, I hate when people, like, flip the script like that. Like, she started to go through my phone, and I started to feel like she didn't trust me. Why didn't she trust you? Because you were cheating on her with other guys. Then when she said, what did she say? She went to his room and somebody else was in there. Oh, yeah. And he asked her to leave, and she left? Mm-hmm. Oh, I said, you know what? It could not be Kenny G. It could not be me. Y'all would have saw me on the news. You, wait a minute. You my man. You got another room in the ship room. And you asked me, you asked me to leave. And I leave? Hell no. Nah. That, that's not happening. That's not happening. The fact that you even feel comfortable enough to ask me to leave. Christian, let me ever. Well, I don't, you don't have to worry about it. You I know I don't have to worry about it, but still. You gotta threaten it before it happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't have to worry. Talk about. I can only imagine how it went down. She probably had that same sad ass look on her face. And she walk up and, and he, like, can you leave? And you see this girl? She had to have seen the girl. And she's just like, Okay, and then I can only imagine like her walking away crying, which makes me sad. But at the same time, I'm just like, that's that's crazy. I wish you like he just I like when he said that he was going to freaking 
that that he told her to get out when he was smashing another chick. For one, that's scumbag legendary right there. I don't think Future would do something so evil. Chris Brown maybe, but dude is. I mean, Chris Brown is the same dude that was with Karuchi and then said, "Merry Christmas, Bay." I'll oh, yeah, be back then, later. Oh, I yeah, got then he some went business to, Christmas to attend to. Oh, yeah. Then she's sitting on her couch at home, turning the TV on, and see Chris Brown and his ex sitting courtside at the basketball <clears throat> game. So Chris Brown would definitely do some scumbag yeah, stuff Chris like Brown that. Probably, yeah, Chris, yeah, he took a page out of Chris <laughs> Brown's playbook of scumbags. But dudes is probably like, his savage. I learned that that dude was a savage. And then, and then like, it was funny when on social media, most would call him a lame and all that. Like, gee. I know dudes who are not even lame who would do stuff like that. But Ooh. dude do look like a lame, though. He just came off as a lame. But it's just like, she, this, like, dude was just, his savage was at legendary levels and all of that. Like, he do went, to, like, he, they in college. I'm like, for one, you, set, you gave dude that alley to, like, you know, it's a possibility, like, eight out of ten dudes on the college university are savages. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual savages and all <laughs> of that. So it was like, you use risking it right there. Ain't you no, know, like I said, it's not her fault. I'm not trying to blame her at all. Like I said, he the same dude that stalked her down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that annoys me. Like I don't. Why do y'all do that? Why since we on the subject, since we on the subject, guys, the two guys we have on this forum right now, Eugene and Christian, why Eugene do why do some of you? Why do your kind? Why do guys do that? <laughs> like well, I don't understand that. Y'all, oh, don't, cause I know somebody that did that, did that to me. Like, why do you go through all of this to get me and then, then turn around and cheat? Please explain, elaborate, please advise. <laughs> you go first. You I think, I think, um, Eugene may have to use that also. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes, I don't know. I think it's because the natural instinct for men is when they want something. It's that whole mm-hmm. man like a chase. So they chase what they feel like they really want. Like that woman looks unattainable, so they want to make that woman there because she looks unattainable. So there's a woman. Some women like the fact that it's a man that they can't have. Mm-hmm. So a man wants something that he feels like is, is upscale, like it's not at his level. So he chases it, hunts it down. And then when he gets it, the. <clears throat> Stepping out, I don't understand that because if you chase it down, then the whole point is to try to keep it. But some men do that and they don't have a plan. The point is that they don't have a plan. They get what they want, but don't have a plan for it. They don't see anything beyond what it is they got. Mm Because they're like, oh, I got it. I got what I want to smash. But what do I do now? I guess I, I guess next thing to look for the next one, but I'm gonna keep this one right here because you know I feel like this one, and then they you know they go smash a couple more or whatever, you know, because it's the same aspect, you know, it turns into a game or whatever in a sense. I guess you know, to say, you know, in short, but it's just if you get into if you deal with a person and you chase a person down and you don't have a plan, then there there never was any anything to go from and there, there was no future for it. It was just him taking you down. And I hear that response often from like conversations held like this from relatives. The same thing that Eugene just said, I mean from a woman's point of view, it's up to us 
we have to we have to understand that we have to see that before we even decide to allow the male to hunt us we have to understand what his intentions are and a lot of guys can't play that role but i feel like with the hurt bay situation you know i don't i feel sorry for her to a certain extent because that's on a deeper level like a psychological level that she allowed us happen to her but i that her intuition kicked in. She just dismissed it. Yes. She knew. She knew that this this young man wasn't for her. He had no intentions of keeping her on any type of pedestal. But she stayed because oftentimes women feel like we can change or inspire a man to change his ways. Mm-hmm. But if we're not that person for that man, then we're not that person. We don't know how to walk away either. Mm-hmm. We don't because we feel like if I stay a little longer, love him a little harder, he'll change. Because guys do that. They do that for the right woman. They'll change their ways. But in that situation, that wasn't the case. And she just didn't understand that. She couldn't see beyond how she felt for him. But everything that Eugene said, I completely agree. It's a, it's a hunter's mentality. Men hunt. And young men within our age group, because they seem like they were within our age group. He didn't seem like he had a plan for that. And that's what happened. So like Chris said, watching it, it was comical, but at the same time, when people started making fun of him more and more, it took me to a different like point with it. Like I had to look at it from an angle because it's like, okay, we can't continue to make fun of this young woman when obviously she's cool as hell. Somebody needs to help her. Yeah. You know, she needs a, a grown woman in her life to steer her. That's when I started looking at like, you know what? No, no more jokes. Like, this shit isn't funny anymore because we have too many people of our our younger generation that are getting into the situation. And then, thankfully, they don't have children. Mm-hmm. But they have children. You know, like, we have, we see this every day. People, like, you know, falling to shit. They see it for what it is. They have children thinking it's going to change that man, and it don't. And where does it leave them? Single. You know, that's what happens a lot within our community. So to watch that, like, my mind just went completely to a different level on it. Same. I think, like, one thing, tip for women out there who's listening to this podcast that I'll be out that if the man doesn't have a plan for himself, mm-hmm. how can he have a plan for you? If he has no aspirations for himself, he has no goals and aspirations for you. So you jump into a man's life that doesn't even see a future, a, a positive future for himself, that's nine times out of ten you won't have a future with this guy. And you need to recognize that, you know. So you got to take some responsibility mm-hmm. in that situation yourself at times, you know. And I hope you guys really do have a sense of buddy because uh, the queen over here has just been dropping those S-bombs like crazy. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Christian really does have a sense of buddy. Yep, it's cool. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> Don't worry. Like I said, Families do listen to this sometimes. Oh. <laughs> well, y'all grandmas might be listening. Oh, feel straight out for me. I apologize. It's it's cool, like I said. That's the point of the sense of buddy. But anyway, but like Eugene pretty much hit on the head. Like if dude don't got no intentions, no plans, he's just hunting, just to hunt, get his body count up, and things gonna reset on uh on New Year's Day. Then, <laughs> ladies, just avoid folks at all costs. Like. You, literally you just gotta see the signs for yourself like it's it's <laughs> difficult you don't wanna and like one thing about women that a lot of too many guys I say a lot cause like I said 
It's just nowadays it's just like it's out there more. But too many guys take advantage of the fact that women do look more on a potential instead of what it is now. While as guys do look at what is now instead of looking at the potential when it comes to women. Because we're like, well, okay, we want to get down with Shorty. Okay, cool. We're going to whop the channel, Shorty. Whop the bam and leave it at that. And then some dudes just want to be like, oh, okay, the, the vagina's nice. Let me keep messing with the vagina. Mm-hmm. And now, to do, she was just, and like I said, which goes back to college culture and all of that, uh, especially for guys, get your body count up, do what you got to do, and get out of college, get married, whop the bam. Which is sad itself, but dude was really on his like, yo, I just want to get my savage up, get my body count up, show it was just bragging rights. Oh, okay, she just she might be my uh commit my uh, the vagina I'll be committed to, but same time I'm still gonna mess with other chicks because I am a scumbag, and dude was a legit scumbag, especially when he said and then ladies don't ever ever ask how many times a dude cheated on you, because if if it's a lot like dude was. Dude lost mm. count. When I when dude said he lost count, I laughed. Mm. I laughed so hard because I was like, gee, this dude's savage level is at literally Hall of Fame levels. Like dude's is a Hall of Fame level scumbag. <laughs> like dude could dude is like the Shaquille O'Neal of freaking being a scumbag. Uh, well, I don't say no disrespect to Shaq. No, Carl Malone. There we go, because I hate Carl Malone with a passion. That dude is a legit scumbag. But dude is literally up there at scumbag levels of expertise. And I'm like, yo, dude lost count and everything. And that's unhealthy. It is. Mm-hmm. But he, ne- he never had a parent. And that's another thing. Like, I, okay, I hate the... No, I'm just going to keep it. Mm-hmm. Like, fathers, black fathers got to be in your son's lives. And even then, if you, black father figures and all of that. And still positive sexual advice to your sons and all that like if you're gonna get down get down with safety and all of that you don't gotta get down with every single one get this idea like yeah you're the man if you have sex and all of that but it's not but it's not it's not a good freaking I'm losing train of thought it's just not a good advice just to give to anybody because at the end of the day Steve Harvey already got women trying to think like men so then women's going to adopt uh, that idea of culture. And then now we have an extremely toxic sexual lifestyle culture going on amongst our community and all of that. Well, it, well, not just the black community, but society as a whole. And then now everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. No, it's not cool. It's just not. And it's not, not just me being the man of God that I am. It's just me being keeping the G. It's not a smart thing to do at all. Like, gee, soul ties are real out here. And, and Lil, we talked about this on the relationship episode. Soul ties are real. So it's like, gee, if you out here just wilding out, then, gee, you you going to be feeling like 20 different tugs of emotions instantly, which leads to, like, mental, which just drops down spiritually and down your soul until you mentally, and then drops down to you physically, and then you're going to be, then you, when your dick don't work, when you get married at 35, you're done. <laughs> or... Or when you're in a relationship and you have an unhealthy addiction, such as porn, that you can't even, if you haven't relations with your significant other and, you know, they're good, they, they get theirs, then you got to watch an episode of porn just to be able to get yours. Like that, 
and like and people don't see that it's something you know wrong with that it is yeah exactly and the thing is i don't know about other communities but in the black community mental health is so taboo and Mm -hmm. it needs to it it shouldn't be taboo if you need help get help you know what i'm saying if people judge you f them you know what i'm saying because you you have to take care of yourself and you can't you and you can't even be in a relationship with somebody else if you not okay because guess what hurt people hurt people so you hurt and then you gonna try to be in a relationship with somebody else which is gonna end up damaging them and then it's gonna damage you even more if you have a conscience but it's eventually gonna catch up to you it's gonna damage you and then it's a bigger cycle you know what i'm saying so I don't even know how I started talking about this. <laughs> I just feel like my advice would be for both male and female, if I have to give advice, because, you know, it's kind of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, for males, if you don't want to be in a relationship and you just want to kick it with a female, but you don't want to take it to the next level, just say that. Like, females will respect that more than they respect you. You know, making it seem like, oh, you're special to me. That's long on dates. That's everything that a relationship is built upon, you know, but then I have a relationship. Just say, no, this is not what I want. You know, I, we can be friends. You don't even have to act in the matter of a relationship. You don't have to. And now, if you're interested in the girl, you want to get to know her, you can do that without physically touching her, mm-hmm. without having to do things that warrant a relationship. Because, see, we operate off of that. Once you start behaving as if you're in one, man, when we think, I mean, we, we take it. We off the market. We curving dudes left and right because, like, we got one. We got, you know, we got we a good one because he's doing everything right in the beginning. He's hunting. So females, my advice would be, you know, just to know what his intentions are. If he's showing you flat through the door that he's not trying to take it to another level, then you have to separate yourself from that. And if you are obsessed with this guy, it's going to make it harder because, like you all said, you do have a soul tie. It makes it harder. After you lay with a man or a woman, it makes it harder to disconnect yourself unless you just satisfied that and just like, oh, it was just another, you know, another thing. Sensor button. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I, I mean, that's what it is. If you're, if you're that disconnected from yourself spiritually when you lay with somebody, get up and walk away, then maybe you need to do some digging within yourself. But if you can't do that, you need to be smarter as a woman and say, you know, I don't want to give myself this person without knowing what his intentions are with me. It, it, it goes back to what I'm saying. It goes back to positive reinforcement of sexual activity. Because in the social world that we live in, it is it is known that men boast that other men should lay with many women. Even fathers, uncles, however it seems, because that's what they did, so they preach the same thing to their child. They're not saying, you time your lady and do it that way. So people, people preaching about the positive aspect of, of a sexual relationship and waiting until you find uh, a lady they really want to be with, it's, it's going to be an endless cycle. Her being Perfect, I think it's over right there. That you know, like he was in a hundred but who knows what she laid out for him to have to accomplish before he got it. So he did what he had to do to get where he wanted, and then it turned. So you, you know, the woman she also had to have a little bit of a goal 
for herself too. Mm-hmm. So everybody's gotta have a goal. You gotta have a woman has to have a goal going into it, and then they gotta have a plan. Because when you have a plan, it works that way. But if she don't have a goal and he don't have a plan, you're just destined to be doomed into this, you know, uh, situation shit that y'all just men around. And y'all don't have a bunch of people. And hopefully y'all and I hope I didn't offend anybody with that. Uh, well, you gave a problem at a uh, dis- discussion today, Eugene. Rest in peace to your life on social media. <laughs> Be blessed. <laughs> Just play with me. Whoever gets offended, I don't care. It's life. Tough titty. Man up. Stop being sensitive. That is you give me my contact information. <laughs> exactly. And I'm your backup sister. You know exactly. it. Just so y'all know, Marquisha is like, I would say, a, probably a good six foot tall. Stephanie, when in that, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> exactly. And she, will, and she will power drive you if necessary. So just don't play. <laughs> you don't. You don't. That's not what you want. Don't mess with my man. There you go. This is all from a positive place. We just want people to do better. We want our people to do better. Absolutely. Our people do better, and that's a part of it. Of doing better, you know. So since we pretty much this transition to I want to talk about Chicago and the violence. Well, over the weekend, we finally got over to 100 homicides of the year. It's only it's not even end of February yet. And we are at 100. But like a couple weeks ago, it was just like a strand of just none but kids just dying, getting shot, killed and all of that and it just broke my heart like it, it just bothered the hell out of me because i'm like gee every time like when it involves kids i'm like gee what happened to the old school old school days of like if you hurt kids or women or women you're done mm-hmm. you're just done at the end of the day you're a piece of trash they will snitch you out immediately you have no association to that group that gang that clique or whatever but at the same time it's just now that whole culture is just dead. Like, I, like ever since the feds fed got uh, the OGs up out of here, it's like the streets don't give a damn. That code is gone. That old, old honor is gone. And it just breaks my heart. Because I have a niece who's seven. And even though, like, the, uh, it was like, what were two babies and then, like, 11 and 12-year-old, 10, 11, 12-year-old, I'm just like, gee, that could still be her. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just always, at the end of the day, it makes me just applaud my sister for, like, you know what, like, look. I just want to get I just want to get my daughter up out of here. She's in a school in the suburbs. Let her be great there. She's safe there, even though she's like the token black girl at times. <laughs> but it's it's cool with me at the end of the day because at the end of the, I just feel in my conscience that she's safe. You know, even when she's with her dad, she's always like, I'm glad he got a car now that they not on the bus just walking around and all of that. Because at least now, if I know he's if she's with her, her dad, her pops. Uh-huh. She's in a car safe with him. Even then, like, even though what happened to that baby was sad, but I know he don't mess in the streets like that, where something like that would be necessary. He would not put her in a position where she would be harmed like that. But mm-hmm. it's just, at the end of the day, it's just sad. And I just want y'all to pin on it. It's, you know, it's because the, the, the whole time, we use the term savage loosely, and we use it for everything we talk about. We, we even use it today in lightheartedness, talk about, I think, but it's. People take it's, it's, people are taking pride 
in in just wilding now. Like they they taking pride in just shooting whatever's out there. Like you said with the cold and everything, so many offsprings of the main game came out that they made their own rules now. And who you know, and they don't care about rules at the time. So they just out here, they see a mark that they want, they shoot. They don't care about what's out there. They don't care about another life. It's 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 sad, you know. And I you know, growing up in the era where gangs were real real heavy. You know, and the drug dealing was going on. It's, it's like now we got to a point where it, it makes you sad and vexed at your own people because we're like, why can't we just get it? Why can't we look at what we're doing to ourselves, to our community? We're harming ourselves more than anybody else right now. And it really bothers me because we're superior in my eyes to a lot of other races. So if any of us listening to this, Mm. I don't care. We are superior to you physically in a lot of different ways. And that's why they want to see us tearing ourselves down. Mm-hmm. And we feed it into it. You know, even if we're laughing about it, whatever, you know, you're talking about it, you promoting it. It's, it's like, these people out here just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to go shoot me two or three people and, and, and be cool about it. Like, no. Like, you, you're heartless right now. You don't care about another person's life. And then when you kill a child, you still don't care? It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't, you know, it, it just really bothers me Ooh. that we've gotten to this point in, in, in our community where it's becoming, you know, that whole stop snitching code and all that type of stuff. That was that was what was promoted to, to help build this. And now we've gotten to a point where there's almost no return now. You know, and now we don't even we can't even trust on the police to really help us because they just want to see us tear ourselves because they want our land. All the all the hoods and stuff that they gave us, they want to, because they want to put their condos over there. So they're gonna love us ourselves. And Whole Foods. Right. Yeah. Whole Foods has a Whole Foods. They just got a Chipotle. I think they just got something else too. Somebody said they got like something else that's very like gentrified. Yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. what it was, but I know like that has no business being in Inglewood. <laughs> so, but yeah, over there, like right? the is real, people. You may not want to see it; it's real. They're taking what they want from us. <laughs> My <laughs> thing is, I feel like, and I'm just gonna drop some some words. I mean, we really want to touch on some things. Let's talk about mental illness. Let's talk about depression. Let's talk about poverty. Let's talk about lack of education or proper education. Let's talk about being overworked and paid less for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's talk about the parents being pulled out of the home to work to compensate for an apartment or a house that costs way more than they can afford and they're taking away from their children. Because children can be homeschooled. Let's talk about that. And then when you think about what's going on in the community and how some, it's like a chain reaction. It's a chain reaction. Because this person did something to me. I'm coming back at them for throttle, and I'm not going to stop until I get them. You know, we're not, oftentimes within the black community, we're not taught how to express ourselves verbally or how to be a situation without being aggressive. We weren't taught that. And I have to check myself sometimes because sometimes I can pop off and I get so heated where I want to grab a hold of something. You know, instead of me using my words, sometimes I just want to somebody and I have to ask myself why why 
oftentimes we are not taught that within our community, especially males. Males, I feel like, are not really taught to sit down and express their emotions and communicate on that level. So what you see out here is a lot of guys are out here just ready to grab a gun to resolve their issue because I feel like that is what makes them the man or an amen. What are we to do when people have that mentality? Like, what are we to do when every time you turn the news, I mean, I'm constantly hearing about Chicago. I'm going to tell you something. When I, when I moved out of Chicago and I got into volunteer work, my mindset was, you know, I want to pick up every skill I can possibly learn. It came down to being a teacher's assistant. I was partnered with Habitat for Humanity, Building Homes. Everything that I learned outside of my city, I said, I want to bring it back to my city. And I'm going to get more involved. And I'm going to say, this is my, this is what I said to myself. And mind you, I'm like 19, 20. I'm coming back and I'm saving my city. Because everybody can say what we need. We need better education. We need better homes. We need this. All these skills that I picked up, I said, since we need this, let me be that one person that at least tries to bring it back. When I move back to Chicago, I mean, I don't care how people feel about this. When I moved back to the city, I was scared out of my life. Like, I felt like there was nothing. I felt hopeless, helpless. I felt like the little things that I did learn, it wasn't going to do nothing for what I was facing within my own community. And I go back to Inglewood. I was raised in Inglewood. You know, great. It was a great neighborhood. Great neighborhood. I, I took pride in saying I, was, I grew up in Inglewood. Now I was kind of hesitant. Like, okay, where you grew up from? Like, where you grew up? Inglewood. Oh, that's worse air you know like you hear that now and it makes me feel a, a certain type of way but I go back to my own neighborhood and I'm seeing the same people who I grew up with and everybody looks different everybody like that you have a different look in your eyes like a lot of people say that a spirit is upon a lot of these young black people within the community and I truly believe that because when you have a young adult and they don't look as it's a different type of something in their eyes the way that they maneuver within these streets is different. It's like zombie land in certain neighborhoods. And it makes you scared. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And then you have to ask, what can we all do as one? Because it's safe to stop doing this. It's easy to say, you know, put down the guns and stop the violence. It's easy to march. But let me tell you something. When somebody is hurt because you didn't already kill somebody from their set, or their family member, it's no nothing that you can say or do that's going to stop from wanting to get that revenge. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So it's building a, a better school, getting better education, that's going to help for the later generations to come. Like we have to save the children now. We need to focus on them because that that's going to help them. What's going to help us already now who are in it, you know? Like how can we resolve what's going on now within our community with the adults, not the children. We can build as many schools, provide so many different types of recreational activities for after-school programs, whatever, for the children. And that will start to clean up and stop that cycle. But what now to just wipe it out completely from what it is today? Facts. <sighs> Man, I just... This is such a heavy thing, like... Um, like I just when I first started, like I mean, 
last week just seeing it everywhere and even one of my employees the 12 year old that was um shot in the head that was that was her cousin Mm. um and so it's just it makes me like i just i couldn't really take it like i couldn't like seeing people talk about it i couldn't i couldn't talk about it because it just made me like it just weighed very heavy on my spirit and even when christian told me he wanted to talk about it i really had to like mentally prepare myself because it weighs very heavy on my spirit because like i work at the y on the south side of chicago and so i see a mix of a little bit of everybody come in there and i get you know phone calls from a little bit of everybody and so like sometimes i'll see kids come in and they'll have this look in their eye and for some people that'll be like um, no, nah, you sure you want to let them in? For me, it's just like, okay, how can I have a conversation with this kid before they walk into this building, but at the same time not... Because, you know, kids, if you say something to them, they, they're they very quick to, like, jump on the defensive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of kids at the Y now, they, like see me as their big sister so if I'm walking through the hallway and I see somebody doing something I'm like yo uh uh-uh you know and then they'll be like okay can you write let me stop and so that's something that all these kids need Mm -hmm. and that that's something that all of us adults need to do like I remember it used to be a time where like if I was going somewhere my mom would be like don't act out because you know you never know who you're gonna see that knows me that's gonna discipline you right then and there and i've had instances where i've been out somewhere whether it was the movies or something when i was a shorty and i'd be like you know being young and done with my friends like somewhere just cursing or something and then somebody my mama knows will walk up and be like kenny that's you and i'll be like yeah and they'll be like you know what you what you doing watch your language you know what i'm saying and like adults don't do that nowadays and so like and even like when i'm at work and an older person will see me doing that they'll be like you know the kids don't say nothing to you when when you say something to them and i'm like no (laughs) because if i'm telling them if i'm telling them what's right and they know that it's coming from my heart me only wanting them to you know be better they not gonna they not gonna snap on me but if you come at them like yo you piece of trash what mm-hmm. is wrong with you get your mind no that's not how you because you wouldn't want somebody to talk to you like that so that's not how i talk to those kids and even even grown adults like i tell people when they at the front desk you cannot curse at this front desk i don't care if you're nine i don't care if you're 19 i don't care if you're 90 you're not gonna curse at this front desk because you're gonna show respect for the people that stand in here i mean i've had 18 year olds tell me well i'm grown okay tell that to that 90 year old man i just asked not to curse at my front desk and if you if you have a problem with that we can have a conversation about it and i can tell you all the reasons i feel this way and then like you know what ma'am i apologize and Mm -hmm. and, like some things are just as simple as that you know what i'm saying and like you said it's a very it's a much 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 deeper issue but I just feel like 
we can all come together and offer something different because we all have our skill sets we all have and we all have different mindsets it don't like it don't take much we can all come together and be like okay this is what we're gonna do let's go over here this is what we're gonna do let's go over here and we can all work together for one common purpose but and i hate when people say you know what this city too much i'm leaving yeah i'm saying here and all of that or even the people that you know actually do leave and then talk about they new whatever where their new residence like oh this is so much better than yeah. chicago and all of that okay f you we don't need you you know what i'm saying and like even f your new family <laughs> okay <laughs> Y'all going down there with no plan, broke as hell, and ninety percent of y'all always come back. Y'all don't mm. announce it on Facebook that y'all come back, but y'all always come back. That's the comical part. Like, I don't say nothing about it. Like I let y'all be. But I just sit there and be like, oh man, I can't wait till they come back. Oh man, when they come back. Like, gee, when you come back, it's gonna be so comical when you come back. Like, oh, you back in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They'll be like, I'm back. But as if like they visiting something, but they they they're back living back here because they couldn't handle boring ass Iowa, they couldn't live in boring ass Ohio, they couldn't <laughs> handle Gary Indiana because Gary Indiana's low key worse than Chicago. Oh, absolutely. Don't get me started on Atlanta because y'all just y'all are homophobic and uh, gay fo- and uh and transphobic, so y'all couldn't handle Atlanta. So y'all mm. came back to Chicago where y'all feel more comfortable being this way. So it's just comical. Exactly. Um, I I I always have much respect for the people that, like you, that go away, build their skills, and then come back and say, okay, let's get to work. Or Mm -hmm. the people that, even the activists that, like, you know, the ones that do organize the marches, the ones that do petition the aldermans, the ones that do stand outside the mayor's house. <laughs> like the ones that do want to start youth centers and shout out to Jamal, Jamal and um, Jasmine that's actually you know starting up a youth center on the south side shout out to y'all you know what I'm saying so shout out to people that's actually like okay how can I use what I have in order to help I cannot stand the people that just sit by the sidelines and say ooh we, I can't stand this I remember when it was like this but don't do anything go somewhere and like you know help help in society if you see kids wilding somewhere be like you know what listen don't do this because this this and this you know what I'm saying and most of the time surprisingly you're gonna get a very you're gonna get a response where a kid gonna be like okay Unless they thieves at Adidas, they're lost causes. Those are scumbag chicks. Those okay. are just lost causes. I'm okay. sorry. I tried pulling up on them like that. They treated me, and then I told them get out my stove okay. and all of that. that. Those are lost souls. Who I hope that Chicago PD just power driver. I would not have no sympathy for the power driver that Chicago PD would do to them when they get caught. But that's another story. So okay, <laughs> the real criminal. <laughs> I I just feel like you know going back to how to communicate 
to account and how to redirect a or warrant some type of positive outlook on any type of situation, I completely agree with you, King. It's a certain way that you come as a child. And I mean, I was working side by side at my desk. That's how you see it. You see it just like that. Like I told you, I want to ease into it. I want to get to know these children. I'm going to come at them hard, but I definitely want to let them know that I'm not here for none of that. You know, you're not going to try me to see if I'm going to say something to you. We're not going to play that game. I'm going to respect you, and I want you to respect me. I might want to think that you have to respect me because I'm an adult. And a lot of children, like us adults, we don't look at children as if they are capable of being independent. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, and they do deserve respect. So who are we to believe that because they're the older ones, automatically through the door, you have to respect me. It's your attitude, it's your tone, it's your delivery, it's your approach to these children. Because they're going to close off as soon as they sense something from you. Man, when I first got into city year, my students were third graders, but I was working with six, seven, eighth graders. And you know how it is when you eighth grade, seventh grade. You know, you bad as hell. And I'm lucky. I get into the school. I learn real quick. I go into the school my first day. Like, you know, I'm on top of the world. These kids are not going to try me. They bad. I'm not going for none of this. And I went in, and they just shut me all the way down. Like, no, this is our domain, and you want to get to know us first. And then you want to try to see how you can work around that. I mean, eventually it came around to, but I had to humble myself. A lot of people are not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, you hit it right on the head, because at the end of the day, it's so much we can do. At the same time, it's like, it's so much that everybody could do at the end of the day. Young, mm-hmm. old, senior, and all that. Like, it's so much we can do. And one thing I just want to say that, even though I don't always agree with my past the stance on everything that happens in Chicago and all of that. I do respect the fact that he brings it up and all mm-hmm. this at least to discussion and all of that. And one thing like Eugene brought up, I think either you or Eugene brought up earlier, it's pretty much like it's a spiritual problem. Like it's so deeply a spiritual problem. Like it is a like literally the devil is working on these young mugs here like mm-hmm. uh, like you could just see it in these mugs eyes. Like if you saw the mug shots of dude who killed the uh i think the baby yeah well mm-hmm. both the baby and the uh and one and the 12 11 year old and just like yo and that dude i was like dude is a legit savage mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not the one i really want to f with and all of that even like some of the like <clears throat> dudes about their life that come to the store with like stacks of hundreds and just buy and just ball out of adidas and i just and i'm just talking to them helping them out i'm just like low-key that dude has like no it's like that dude has nothing positive like I don't say nothing positive but like that dude really his soul is gone like he's mm-hmm. so like that thing is like long gone and all of that and it's yeah. scary like when you, it's like it's one thing just to see a picture but just like standing next to it it's like mm-hmm. yo like this dude it's like it's sad but like some people are lost causes but it's just some out here where it's just like look they just need an open hand to talk to and all of that it's like and it's just best to like catch them young and all of that and try to be that part of where you just be like you know what like I can say this young mother right here I can say this young I can say this young girl I can say this young guy and I'm from the streets and that's why I respect anybody who's doing their part even like I feel like I could do more at the end of the day but I feel like but at the same time I feel I do I'm doing well for my own also just by like talking to the young people at my church 
youngs at church and just make sure I got their back and let them know, like, yo, I got you and all of that. And just setting them straight at times when I feel like you're just being a head ass. And I, just, at the end of the day, you just, they need it at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And one day yeah. I do hope to expand into a lot more deeper atmosphere with that where just mm-hmm. where I could just reach out and be like, yo, check it out, G. Like, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much more you can do and all of that. You don't got to, like, you don't got to go to college, but you, you don't got to be forced to go to college and all that. But you could, it's so much more you can do for yourself and all of that. Like, these streets ain't for nobody. It's not. Like, a lot of these people are not made for the streets, and those have been the main ones that get lost so fast. Those are the ones that get lost so fast. And it's just a spiritual problem. It's just like, it's so it's such a spiritual problem where it's just like you gotta like dig deep down at uh, what what the causes are. Like a lack of love, pretty much. At kids, lack of love is a, plays a big role. But at the same time, not being sensitive to mental illnesses and all of that, not giving them the love, not being that giving a lot of positive reinforcement, which children need all the time, especially when it gets to that teenage age. Or just being in school itself, where it's like, yo, where especially in like way how Chicago school system is, CPS is so mm-hmm. trash now. Especially now, it's like you need so much positive reinforcement just to prosper mm-hmm. and all of that. Like you just need it and all mm-hmm. of that. And I just encourage if any parents that are listening, like, yo, check it out. Be there for your parents. Be there for your kids. Like even if you work all day, just like. You, they, you, you, y'all buying them iPhones and all of that and uh, smartphones, so y'all can text and all of that, or just like talk or something like that. Talk to your kids mm-hmm. and all of that. Just talk to them. Like at the end of the day, like you're the one. You gotta get on that relation, not that friend. Like be a parent first, but friend second. Mm-hmm. At the same time, as a parent, still know your kid at the end of the day, so they get to know you, so they just feel comfortable just knowing I can lean on this person. Yeah. And same time, don't hesitate to take these little mugs to church too. Mm-hmm. Like they need it. Like they need some kind of like just hope that like, at the end of the day, like God got me and all of that. Like a lot of it helps. You know, it just helps. But yeah. So anybody else want to give any takes on this? Nah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. all right. That's that's the positive, negative portion of the show. <laughs> so. uh <laughs> So I'm introducing a new segment of the show called uh, Get It Off Your Chest, and which where I will allow my guests of the show to just get it out. If they want to say anything, discuss something, a nice little monologue, go ahead and let it be. So uh, do you have yours ready? Or have you uh, felt the culture? I don't. Uh, I think I felt the culture. Felt the culture. It is okay. <laughs> it is okay. On that note, we will go to Chris J's Take a Seat segment, though. And this week, who is taking a seat? Did it, did it, that, that? But you don't have to give him an instrumental for your Take a Seat section. Oh, yeah, because he used to play the Ether beat. I know. Yeah, Ether, it's been retired on the podcast, so I'm. But anyway, but person taking, well, the people, it's a group of people. I love when I put a group of people take a seat. It's like when a pastor tells the congregation to sit down, it's just so beautiful. Like everybody sits down, and okay. it's necessary for the culture. Mm-hmm. But this take seat segment is, is sponsored by Headass. <laughs> <laughs> I would not sense a headass because that's Chicago slang and it'll be treated as such. But you know, exactly facts. <laughs> I'm following them. 
Oh, and shout out to my little homie, uh, David, a little phone now. But anyway, uh, this is, uh, people taking a seat this week are anybody who brings up al- album sales in any form of rap, uh, the d- d- debate rap talent or musical talent and as a whole. Because as where, as you heard in the show earlier, a lot of Nicki stands, fans, where the hell they want to call themselves and all of that, are using numbers to say, well, she has no reason to talk about anybody because she don't got more money than Nicki Minaj and all of that. And I mentioned that pretty much, hey, since, well, of course Nicki's going to have a lot more money. One, she didn't go to jail. Two, two Nicki is a very marketable, marketable person. Like, she is able to she is able to change her accent at will and all of that she could be a jamaican trinidadian white girl british girl black girl and uh and within five bars in a rap song if she really wanted to so we've seen it we have seen it but she's marketable so of course she's going to be worth uh what i think that somebody said and i think that network thing that people google all the time is really false because i because i could tell some people got a lot more money than that thing states but we know Nicki got money, but at the same time, it's not from her music because she's in a very 365-5 uh, contract deal and all of that. She makes most of her money from touring, which she does a good job because she goes on world tours. But that's from the white man check. She has her own little wine, once again. Which is really good. Which is really good. That's my favorite wine. I recommend you check it out. I do not know the name of it. I just know Mix Moscato. Mix Mix Moscato. It's a pretty little <laughs> bottle, too, also. I, I think recommend. it comes in a bigger bottle, but the body you like. And I'm fine with that because you know I don't like to drink anything. But anyway, except for that wine, don't need <laughs> Okay, chill. <laughs> but anyway, the purpose is at the end of the day, numbers do not dictate talent. It is so many rappers, artists as a whole, who are underground, much more talented than people we hear uh, 95% of the time on the radio. A lot better, especially in Chicago, who could watch many people. Like my boy Chaz, probably top five MC I had in the game. Shout out Chaz, man. He's better than a lot of people, but at the same time, he's still not known. I know, like a lot of dudes from the We Winning group that I messed with at Columbia, still mess with because they hard working people. Shout out to that dude Sin. Uh, that dude's about to get a record deal, man. Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like so much talent, people, but they don't get mo- they don't get the money. They had to work hard for it. Like they like Nikki, Drake, Jay Z, Beyonce, all of them have to do. Like money does not dictate talent. Like that's just hard work and effort. There's a lot more talented people out here who don't got the money. Mm-hmm. Now, when now we speaking strictly rap beef, I don't want to hear sales or numbers from the fans. Like I want to talk about lyrical content. That's for the artist to sit there and say you, your album flopped. Okay, okay, your album flopped. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like I said. That's that's one point, but it's not it's not the end all be all at the end of the day, and that's the frustrating part is people will use that as the justification of why Remy can't talk about Nicki as if that's gonna um, make Nicki win. The only re- only way it really worked was for one person, and that was Drake, and that was because Drake took Meek Soul from Jump, and after that we use that, at, and people use that as why Drake has to go hard on people, not on why he don't need to go hard on why or Meek needs to shut up about Drake, because at the end of the day. Meek, Meek put out a point. Drake got offended. Shot, shot his shots. And then at the end of the day, he did what he had to do. But don't use album sales. That's all I want to say at the end of the day. Album sales is not a justification. You need to chill on that. If, if that's the case, you need to stop listening to rap music as a whole. Stick to the uh, stick to B96 as your uh, go-to radio station. And listen to uh, that uh, retail store music that I hear every damn day at work. That's what you need to stick to. Take a seat. 
Enjoy your day. Be blessed. All right. So, that will end another legendary episode of No Chill on the Podcast. Episode six. 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 Shout out to Toronto. Shout out to our guest that so graciously joined us. Do you guys have anything you want to add before we end this episode? Uh, I know Queen Sadim didn't have anything for her segment, which is rather disappointing. But I do want to say uh, shout out to the movie Get Out. If no one has seen that, go check that out. Very thriller, psychological thriller. It's going to change your outlook on a lot of different things. Also, shout out to my boy Fillmore Green. He's another Chicago artist since you were mentioning him. Boy got bars. So I want you to check him out too. And just shout out to you guys for having us here and allowing us to use your platform to speak our minds about different and various issues. So you guys keep doing your thing. We'll gladly come back if we're welcome. Absolutely. Always welcome. Always. And I just want to say shout out to me. <laughs> just because. Because he just threw me out of the bus. You know, we have to work on the whole partnership thing, baby. Oh, Kenny. Also, yes. if you want to see Get Out, just be prepared. I want to make sure, yeah, I just want to know what your outlook on the movie is. So go, definitely go and see it. Go see it. Yes. Shout out Jordan Peele. He did his thing. Absolutely. Read the review. It was great. Everybody's saying it's good. We definitely want to check it and out. Shout out Chance oh, yeah, for buying all those tickets. Absolutely. Shout out quick, I heard Muggs ran 87. Oh, man. them <laughs> for the whole day. Yeah, but they sold out. Yes. Like, people I already took on each other. Man, if I had, if we had, because, babe, we were in that area. We were. And as soon as I saw it, we was already back here. We was. Like, it was in the it was nap time. <laughs> <laughs> But man, thank y'all. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Shout out to Eugene for being the breakout star of the episode. <laughs> Are we gonna have some queen bars? Listen, that'll be on the next segment when I'm invited back. I told y'all. We need a whole. We need a whole segment for that. You know. I don't get any bars for y'all, but just gonna lay this one out for y'all. Like all the Davis, just one best supporting actress and. Yeah, yeah. I, and like Viola, I feel like she got a, she got like three awards now. She has a Tony, mm-hmm. an Emmy, and an Oscar now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Viola Davis, man. Shout out to Annalise. That jam so smooth. That's a cold-blooded woman, I tell you. That chocolate girl. Ooh. Yeah, she cold-blooded. She brought me goosebumps. I wanna, I just wanna, you know. Show show that uh, you know support black people and put it out there that we're doing big things. Also, Marshala Ali for Moonlight. He won two. That's two for us tonight. Best supporting actor and actress. It's still time on the. No getting no more. Man, like, shout out to black folks. I love y'all. I love black folks. He's a sit wing getting no more. <laughs> 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 we go three peat. We go three peat on them tonight. Exactly. We gotta go put three peat. Hopefully get out wins next year, but white folks too sensitive, so that might not win. <laughs> yeah. Man, shout out to black folks that's prospering. Shout out to, to uh, black folks that's trying to prosper out to all of us you know what i'm saying black folks are wonderful 
magical, fearfully and wonderfully made creative, created beings. So shout out to all of us. Okay? Not Facts. just this month, but every single day of the year. Thanks. Okay? Thumbs down to Taco Bell for making a taco shell out of chicken. They know oh we my God. tacos and they, when we like chicken, fried chicken. That is just the devil. I don't That's eat people. that shit. I don't eat that either. I ain't going there. <laughs> they think we're going to run and go get that. They crazy. It ain't happening. Nope. That's trash. I'm going to chill on that. Mm. All right, y'all. Appreciate the listening. Make sure you follow your boy, Chris J, on Twitter at deep underscore Chris underscore J. Definitely want to hear some of my problematic takes on life and all of that. Or if you don't think I'm problematic, funny takes on that. Because, hey, that's what I do on Twitter. Um, follow me on Twitter, the Kenny G T H E E K E N N E G. Y'all got any social media y'all want to share? No, I just have my Facebook. You, are- you don't need that. No, you don't have no problem in life because Eugene's going to kill people. Oh, and by the way, Eugene is a six foot five. A large black man. He looks like your Bugatti, so you do not want them problems, uh, fellas. Just so you know. And we've been killing in the gym, so we only getting better, you know. Right, absolutely. That's all I have to say. That's all I gotta say about that. Bench game three hundred, holler at me. See? He will power bomb you like he was Kevin Nash. <laughs> all right, but appreciate for the listeners listening. Keep Keep it uh, locked and loaded for the next episode. And be blessed. Peace and love, y'all. I'll have social media next time. <laughs> <laughs>